Welcome to Two Gals in a Glass Half Full. We are Dr. Jess and Dr. Bobby, two physical therapists just trying to live healthy most of the time and doing our best to see our personal glasses as half full. Some days that is much harder than others. On this podcast, sometimes we interview others more knowledgeable than us about different topics to teach us about things we may not know. And other times you are stuck with Dr. Jess and I sharing our knowledge and information. So make sure you hit the subscribe button below, follow us on Instagram, and join our Facebook group to stay up to date on all the two gals happenings. Welcome to April. Um, I am definitely excited about April 1. It is spring up here in the north. Um, sometimes it's snowing, sometimes it's raining, and sometimes like coming up, it's going to be like 30 in the morning and 65 in the afternoon. But I look forward to the warmer weather. I know you get to experience that a little sooner, Jess. I do. Um, <laughs> And so with April, we're going to be talking about kind of stress and what does stress do to our body? How can we work our, how can we lower it? The benefits of lowering it. Um, so I'm really excited because I think this is something that can pertain to everyone and, um, just taking one little thing away can help, uh, with your daily life. But before we get started, Dr. Jess, what is in your glass? I have a cup of coffee this morning. So I went on my run. I've already had water with some electrolytes and uh, now I'm moving on to coffee. <laughs> Got a little bit of half and half, but that's it. Uh, low acidic beans. So it's easier. My I know. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Bobby, what's in your glass? I'm just having some sparkling water, but it's like key lime flavored. So okay. there you go. And um Drinking a lot of water, and sometimes I need a little something besides water that has a little flavor, but still trying to stay relatively healthy. So Mm-mm. I like it. Yeah. So, as Dr. Bobby said, this month we're talking about stress, stress awareness. And this is something that pertains to pretty much everybody because at some point in time, you're going to experience acute and or chronic stress. And the more realization we have about why it's important to talk about this, then we can really start to open up some conversations about how you can really take control over your environment and uh, reframe your thinking. And it can actually have some pretty significant health benefits. So, but first we're going to do a recap of what is stress, right? We did an entire episode on this last year. So we're going to link the description of that episode underneath, if you want a little bit more about the actual physiology of the stress response. So, but we're going to just do a quick, a very quick recap. So when we're stressed, we have two different things that happen. So we've got acute stress and then we've got chronic stress. So Dr. Bobby, can you give me an example of acute stress? So acute stress is kind of like that in the moment. So let's say um, you realize you forgot something and you feel like your body kind of tensing up or That's you <laughs> missed an appointment. And like that first second, when you realize you missed the appointment and like kind of that feeling, mm-hmm. it's just that like acute, like in the moment, it doesn't last long. Um, It's not days and days and days. It's just kind of in that moment type of stress. Mm-hmm. Um, And just like you, we, I can like, you almost feel it inside. Yeah. Like I can feel what my body's doing, but what is our body doing when we kind of go through that acute stress? 
So what's happening is your body is stimulating what's called your sympathetic nervous system. And so this is your nervous system that gets you amped up. It gets you ready for that fight or flight response. And so essentially what happens, there's a lot of cascade of, you know, releases that happen, but the result is that your heart rate increases. Then you get your breath starts to quicken, right? You start breathing a little bit harder, muscles tighten up, your blood pressure can increase, and then you can even start to feel it in your stomach, right? You get like a little of that, like, oh, my stomach kind of hurts. So this is all like ramping your body up. Now, this is not necessarily a bad thing. So this is actually meant for survival. So let's say you're like, oh no, I realize I'm running late for X, Y, or Z. So all of this heightened response is going to get you to move faster, which sometimes actually gets you there on time. It might not have been like (laughs) as early as you wanted or whatever, but because you started moving faster, you're like, oh no, like welcome to me in the house with trying to get myself and two boys out the door. Ah, (laughs) Whoa, everybody, let's go pep in the step. (laughs) (laughs) And so like my heart rate increases, my breathing rate increases. I'm doing my best to not stress them out, but like for real, everybody let's do bop, 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 you know? So, Mm -hmm. and that gets us out the door on time. Had I not looked at my watch and realized, uh uh-oh, you know, all of that response wouldn't have happened and we might've been moving a little bit slower and we would have been late. Mm -hmm. So it's not always bad. Like it actually is helpful when it's an acute stress uh, situation because it gets you like to it gets you to cross that finish line, right? Yep. I was gonna say another great example of where it's not bad is in sports. Like when you're in a competition and you're excited and you're you want to do well, it's almost we kind of say the nerves. We call it nerves, but it's you know it's just it's a stress response, and sometimes it actually helps you perform a little bit better, mm-hmm. um, a little bit faster. That adrenaline that you get. Exactly. Yeah. So now that's completely different than chronic stress. And so that's where we like, we really want to make the the difference here to show that like acute and chronic are very different. And so we're, we're talking about stress management and how to like really reap the benefits of decreasing your stress. It's not necessarily the acute stress. That's going to, that stuff is just going to happen. That's just like you're responding mm-hmm. to life. It's the chronic stress. That's what we're talking about. And so Dr. Bob, what are some of like the effects of chronic stress? Why is this something that we really are going to spend a whole episode talking about? So chronic stress is first, it's that stress that happens over days, weeks, months. It's just kind of that unrelentless um, feeling. Sometimes for me, it's like a feeling of being overwhelmed. Um, Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'm aware of it and sometimes I'm not. But a lot of times, like a lot of symptoms and stuff we're going to find is like you have increased anxiety. Um, trouble sleeping or insomnia at night. Um, big one is like muscle pain, body just aches with headaches and things like that. Just, and you're not sure why sometimes you're like, I don't know why I just, this headache is coming on. Um, but it can, it can weaken your immune system. It can increase your blood pressure. There's so many things. And then if you're looking at, um, heart disease is great, really related to stress and cortisol and kind of all the stress hormones, And then, but then also think about mental health. So depression and weight gain and just memory concentration, memory and concentration along with, they actually show that chronic stress causes atrophy of your brain, like the mass of your brain. So the size and weight of your brain. Um, So over time, those are all, if we hear those things, we're like, oh, we don't want that. 
But I think a lot of times we don't realize, and I'm talking about me and my personal life and say just a little bit, probably for you too, is like, you don't realize how much chronic stress we're carrying around. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because we can hear all these things and we can think, oh, that's not me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, However, uh, just like take a moment to just kind of hear what we're talking about with small things you can try to see, are you experiencing chronic stress? So like first, it might be something where, are you having a hard time completing tasks? So mm-hmm. like you just, you're jumping from one thing to the next and you're really never closing the loop on anything. So you get to the end of your day and you just feel like, what did I even get done today? I was busy all day long and I really didn't feel like I'm like closing the loop. Well, what's happening oftentimes is that when we talk about that memory and concentration, it just ability to focus is that you're getting partway through and then something is dinging you, whether it's an email that's coming up, a text message, a phone call, and it diverts your attention from the task that you are doing. So that task stays uncompleted and then your brain jumps to the next thing and then you start on that. And then, so essentially this just keeps happening all day long, Mm -hmm. but because you don't have the ability to focus and concentrate to say, okay, I'm going to, cause I, you know, in the moment I need to respond to this, I'm going to come back and finish this because it might only take me two minutes to finish this, right? I'm going to finish this and I'm going to move on because I have the composure to do that. But when you're in a chronic stress situation, which I've been here so many times, mm-hmm. like I, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking from personal experience. Here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. I'm not pointing fingers. I do live in this glass house. Um, it's like all of a sudden, it's like you're just, you're so all over the place. So Dr. Bobby, what's another thing that you've noticed that you do? And when you're like, oh, wow, maybe I need to check myself. Yeah. When you talk about being all over the place, it happens all the time for me with, especially get a text, a phone call, coworker comes to ask you a question and like, you just like feel overwhelmed and it's bam, 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 throwing at you. And for me, I get to the point where it's like, I'm not doing anything, you know, like halfway answering their question, halfway doing what I'm supposed to do. A lot of times this happens sometimes with notes or things like that. So if I don't like in the moment, my biggest thing, what I do is I like first take a deep breath and then I find one thing I can complete. And I try to find, even if it's something easy, even if it's not a task related to what I'm doing, find something that I can complete So then I feel like, okay, I got one thing done. And then it makes, find the next thing I can complete. Um, And they don't have to be big half hour tasks. I'm talking about something I can do in a minute. All right, check that off or under five minutes. Okay, check that off. And it's almost like a snowball effect. And once you start doing one thing and you get it done, then you do a second thing and get done. It kind of helps you get back into being a little bit more productive. And then when I can feel like I can breathe and I feel like I'm doing better, um, I can kind of, I know Jess, we were talking about this earlier, um, going in to make a list. So I know you said kind of more long-term in that you make lists. So you can, I'll let you kind of tell about that a little bit, because that's something I would do too. But first in that moment, when I can't even sit to think of a list, um, I don't know if you've ever sat down with a piece of paper and you can't even write because it's just like your brain's like this going crazy and you can't even think of what to write. That's where I go back and I just find one thing and I do it find another thing and do it. And then I'll sit down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So essentially what we're talking about is like the symptom that you realize something that you can do in the short term and then something that you can do for a better long-term strategy. And so like, 
you know, if you can get that task completed, you get to the end of the day or maybe the next day, you know, whenever this might happen and you're like, okay, I'm going to take, you know, 10 minutes and I'm going to say, I just need to get this more under control. I can't keep bouncing through my day like this. This is just not sustainable. So what I do is I just start writing down like just, I mean, it's not even organized. I just start writing down everything that I need to get done. And that includes, and I, and because I am like a more organized type person, like I do kind of categorize it. So I'll write down work stuff that I need to get done versus home stuff versus like maybe, you know, something related to the, like the family home. I meaning like the house itself, you know, like chores, mm-hmm. tasks, projects, things like that versus like the family, like appointments and, you know, whatever else might be going on. And so as I start making the list and just filling it in, I'll realize where I'm overwhelmed. So it might be that I'm overwhelmed with all this other stuff I've got going on in my personal life and that my work stuff isn't actually like it's I've got a pretty sustainable plan there. Right. I'm like, oh, this is all I've time blocked. We're good. This is. But over here, I'm like, whoa, I've got way too much on my plate or it might be vice versa where Mm -hmm. home stuff is fine. Like I've got I mean, you know, busy, but like it's you know, everything's pretty sustainable. But work, I'm like. Uh oh, <laughs> a realistic plan. I set some, I, I put too much in here. And so now I need to find a way to offload. So it just makes it where I can kind of diagnose the problem because otherwise it just feels like you're all over the place and you're just getting pulled in all of these directions. And then that's like, it, you know, you know that it's not sustainable. You can feel it's not sustainable because mm-hmm. you're experiencing all of these other symptoms of you know, potentially having a like, difficulty time fall- falling asleep, or if you wake up um, in the middle of the night and then you can't get back to sleep and it's happening recurrently, um, you could be just like irritable in general. So like all of a sudden, like, you know, someone like, hey, you know, someone will, you know, say, hey, uh, uh, Dr. Jess, can you please? And it's like one extra thing. And I'm like, you want one thing? You want one more thing? <laughs> Are you serious right now? And I'm like, I mean, it's not even a big ask, but I can mm-hmm. tell when I'm like, never ask me anything, you know, I'm like, yes, I'm not in check. <laughs> like, right. Yes. It's yeah. like your patience. Your patience is not what you right. normally have it. Your reactions are not what you normally have. Um, I also find with me with a lot of chronic stress, I get a lot of digestive issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's tends to be when I realize where I'm stressed the most is like when my stomach. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I call it nervous in the belly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's when I can I can tell that as well. I'm like, mm. huh. I just kind of start thinking about like as the day's progressing. I'm like, oh, okay, what's going on? Why mm-hmm. why do I feel nervous in the belly? Um, and it might be that whatever is coming up is just adding more and more work because I'm already behind on what I still need to get done. So like in a life of a therapist, that's documentation. Uh, So this is where, you know, I've been here in the past where I just had so many patients and like each new patient you see are more notes you're going to have to finish that, you know, is going to happen at the end of your day when you're done treating, when you really want to like do some self-care and you're, you're exhausted. just time at the end of the day, just building and building and building. And that's when like, I would feel that my stomach, that's when it's like, okay, check this. This isn't sustainable. I can't keep doing mm-hmm. this. I'm feeling physiologically the effects of this. That's not good. Um, 
So yeah, yeah. making a list is, is one strategy. Um, so let's go to another short-term strategy. So like I'm in, the, I'm in my day, like my stomach is hurting. I'm just feeling like uh, I'm irritable. Dr. Bobby, what's another short-term strategy that you can try? So one thing I try, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, depending on how active I or how stressed out I am, is just taking a deep breath, just literally taking a minute, 10 seconds, whatever it is, just take a deep breath and try to send yourself. Sometimes that works for me, to be completely honest. Sometimes I am too ramped up where that does not calm me down. And I'll have to go and try some other things that may take a little bit longer But in the long run, even if it takes three to five minutes, um, it's going to help me be more productive that day. Mm -hmm. Um, How about you, Dr. Jess? Same thing. Like I'll do very intentional breaths. Mm -hmm. And so, and again, like I'm not typically doing this in front of somebody. So if you're just like, just like, I need just a second to compose myself, like go into the bathroom, go into the hallway. Um, I've done this multiple times where I'm just like, I'll breathe in through my nose and then out through my, out through my mouth. And as you're exhaling, like what I focus on, I'm like, blow out that negative and bring in the positive. And as I inhale, I try and think of one thing that's positive in that day. Just one. I'm not trying to think of 5 million positive things, just one that I can focus on to kind of start to reframe my thinking and start to regain the control over the situation or whatever's going on. So in with the positive, and then I blow out all of that negative and I might just do literally three to five breaths. Sometimes that's enough for me to be like, okay, now I can walk in and like be ready. Sometimes that's not enough. Mm -hmm. And going for a walk. Uh, if there's a stairwell, go up and down the stairs a couple times. Uh, I know like sometimes it's not like you can't just like go outside and go for a walk depending on where you are. Uh, but usually there's going to be like a hallway or stairwell, you know, like somewhere where you can just kind of like pace a little bit. And then while you're pacing, you just keep breathing in through your nose, out through your mouth, in through your nose, out through your mouth until you can get your heart rate to come back down get your respiration rate to come back down and just kind of regain the control. This is not talking about panic attacks or anything like that. This is just talking about being in a stressed situation. This is Mm -hmm. not anything more than that. That is something that is very different. And that is that definitely, if that's what's going on, you need to like really work with somebody that's trained specifically. Um, So I think sometimes we think of like, oh, I'm in, I'm having a panic attack. Like if that is the case, like this is (laughs) like, really please work with somebody on that. This is just like, I am overwhelmed in my day. I'm in a negative mood. I can't focus. I'm irritable. My stomach is kind of upset. Like this is different. This is more just like truly chronic stress. So as I say, and one other thing that I'll do quickly, like more of a quick action, not long-term to help is like reaching out to a friend or coworker or someone. And honestly, sometimes just like venting to someone what you're stressed about or what you're upset about or what you're frustrated about, like not in a negative way, just be like, Hey, I just need to tell someone, you know, like, and kind of go through, you're not looking for answers. In all honesty, when you're venting, you're not looking for answers. You're just looking for someone to listen. Mm -hmm. And like, just letting it out. Like, I can't tell you how many times 
and I just tell someone I'm frustrated or I tell someone I'm upset or I'm overwhelmed or I can't do this, you know, and I don't like to, the word, I can't do this, but like, I can't maintain right where I am at this point, mm-hmm. like that itself, um, you know, under five minutes, I'm not talking a half an hour conversation under five minutes. Like it helps me be like, Oh, okay. All of a sudden, then I can breathe again. Then I can take my deep breaths and then I can move on. There's something just important about friendship and sharing um, with, with people you trust. Right. Yeah. I definitely say like, have that be a, um, you know, a safe audience. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Use that yes. audience wisely. Uh, but then like knowing like, and even like putting that caveat out there. So the person that you're venting to knows how to receive it as mm-hmm. well. Uh, Cause otherwise if they start just like bopping in with a bunch of advice and that's not what you were looking for, uh, then it's it just it might backfire a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. I've I've been there as well. So <laughs> normally I'll say, I just need to say this out loud. Can you just hear me? <laughs> you know, and they're like, of course, yeah. Versus like I'm seeking advice. So yeah, yeah. you know, do you have just a second? I just need to like get this out, and I just need to bounce it off someone. Are you? Can you receive that for me? And I know that seems like a weird thing, but like in in my family and with my friends, like they're used to that because that's what we do for each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're like, absolutely bounce, go ahead and bounce away. Like real quick. Mm-hmm. I got you. It's like, okay. But <laughs> like, cool. yeah, I call it, I call it, I, I always start. I'm like, Hey, am I crazy for this? You know, like, that's yeah. like, that's my like sentence of like, Hey, I just need you to tell me if I am crazy. Cause I like, if I am, I truly want you to let me know. Mm-hmm. Or, and by crazy, I mean, like a lot of times it's like, am I wrong? Yeah. Um, you know, is my feeling like, am I a little too emotional right now? Mm-hmm. But I call am I crazy? And I'm like, am I crazy for this? Yeah. And then I'll say whatever it is. And they'll be like, no, I think like it's normal reaction. Like, okay. And then like just having someone tell you that that reaction or that emotion is normal. Like it kind of helps me calm down. Or if they're like, uh, I think you might over be, be overreacting a little bit and they'll kind of give me their, their side of things. And sometimes that really helps me be like, okay, I'm not seeing the other side. I'm not seeing the other perspective at this point. Um, and I think that's really hard for a lot of people to do. Mm-hmm. It is. It's because you can tell, like, especially when you're irritable, it's like, why am I so irritated by this? And that's like, like am I crazy? Is this like, <laughs> Like, should I be this frustrated? <laughs> and sometimes they'll be like, yeah, that was not cool. What just happened? And you're like, right. okay, right. And then the other times you're like, <laughs> like, no, like you're just being a jerk. <laughs> like, okay, yes. Thanks for telling me. Then the work's on me. <laughs> right. Like you just know to turn around and like, okay, then I need to fix me. Like I need to do mm-hmm. something to fix me because this is a me problem then. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But like reaching out, I think, mm-hmm. and, and creating that network of, of that safety, safety net network is helpful, even if it's just one person. Uh, and, you know, and sending a quick text message, Hey, you know, if you have a couple minutes, like, let me know. Um, then I think it kind of lets them know, Oh, okay, cool. Let me make sure I'm, I'm going to, that's a strategy of like, okay, I reached out. They're going to know as, as quickly as they can, when can they mm-hmm. allot that time if they're busy or whatever it might be? Um, so those are like some, I think just really good short-term solutions. Mm-hmm. That is not the final solution though. I think this is where we get 
caught is that we do a lot of short-term things, but we're never coming back and closing the loop again with finishing the tasks. We're not closing the loop to create a long-term plan, which is how we can actually create some sustainability with decreasing chronic stress. And so that's kind of what we have already alluded to with the um, like writing out what the uh, diagnosing the actual bigger problem and saying, okay, what's the, what's the solution going to be? And so, and that depends, that depends on the situation, but first you've got to diagnose, why is this even coming up? Why am I having this recurrent, recurring chronic stress? Make just writing everything out might be a way for you to even start to make the plan for the long-term solution. Um, So Dr. Bobby, what are other some like longer term strategies to make sure that you can kind of create a better environment on a day-to-day basis? Um, So I know you talked about making that list. So what we can do is take that list and then actually take your calendar and I can kind of show you mine. I have it with me, but, um, and time block with it. So by time blocking is like actually, and so you can, we'll see because I have the background blurry. Ah, it's okay. Um, but what I do is I take my calendar and I, like, I actually put in, what am I going to do from this hour and like this hour and I'll put out my day. I'll kind of look at that list and like what needs to be done. Um, sometimes it also is not what needs to be done, but I look at it as what will reduce my stress the most. If I have this one task, that if I just get it out of my life, like I know I'll breathe better. So like, I'll try to prioritize that way. Um, obviously first put the things that you need to be done today. Um, but be realistic about it. A lot of times we feel like certain things need to be done today and it's okay. They don't actually have to be. There are times where, yes, this has to be done, but kind of be realistic with that and kind of blocking time into there. So that's one thing. And a lot of times I'll do that on Sunday. Um, Sundays I'll look at my week. What do I have going on? What do I need to have done? Um, and I'll kind of make that out to make a tentative plan. Um, and then the night before I'll kind of relook at what I had planned for the next day and change as needed because happen change happens throughout the week. Um, but just that has really helped me kind of looking forward, making plans with friends, being able to still do those social activities, but get everything done. I need to get done. So mm-hmm. that's, that's one thing that one thing I do. How about you, Jess? I will kind of go back and forth. Yeah. So I think another thing just to help with just in general with kind of reframing how we think about our day. And so it's, we get so caught in the, like the right here, the right now, the what's frustrating. And we sometimes have a hard time stepping back and seeing the big picture. And so for me doing a gratitude journal at the end of the day, I'm not a big journaler where I write like, like pages of information. I've never been able to do that. I'm not saying I haven't been able to, I haven't valued doing that. That hasn't, I've tried that and it hasn't worked for me. Other people works great for, I'm more of like a, I'm a bullet points kind of person. <laughs> so, <laughs> cause I like efficiency. Uh, so with a gratitude journal, it's time where I do at the end of the day, where I write down what went well, like what is, what are the positives? And it helps me reframe, like, it's so easy to look past the positives I mean, just think about like, if you have like, like reviews, right? How many times, like if someone looks at your Google reviews, they'll look past like 50 positive reviews and the one negative, like, oh man, that one (laughs) negative, 
definitely not going to go there. Um, like, yes. it's like, it just, the negative stands out. So in such a sharp way that it's like, we have to continue to reframe how we're thinking about our day to day. And it's going to help as you're implementing your time blocking and everything else, it's going to kind of help keep you on track with being able to say, okay, there is a bigger picture here. There is a bigger story here. There are things that I'm working on. They just take time. And so for me, I know an example is that like I own my own clinic, right? Like I have this opportunity to create this environment where I can practice how I like to practice. My my coworkers can practice how they want to practice. We really value our patients that come in. Our focus is patient care. And so I'll be like kind of stressed out about all the stuff I have doing. And I'll, at the end of the day, I think, I mean, I had a great day. Like I like saw really great patients, you know, like I had, you know, all of these things were really great. I just, a couple of things were frustrating, uh, but overall the day was actually a really good day. And the more I started doing this gratitude journal, it has helped me continue to reframe, you know, because being a business owner is hard. There's a lot of work that goes into it and it's worth it though. For me personally, it's worth it because like my actual day is fantastic. Even though there's like little things that are frustrating along the way, the day is wonderful. So uh, how do I, how do I focus my brain on realizing that that's for me is the gratitude journal helps keep my longer term focus in line and keeps me pointed in the right direction. Uh, so I find I always make my, like I have one and we have a two gals reflection journal. Same oh, that's thing. I make my, sorry. Yes. Yeah. And what is, um, what's nice is I, I force myself to think of three things and it's always three things. Some days, three things, I have like 10 things and I have to pick three. Yeah. And then some days I like struggle to find one, but I still force myself to find three things. And it's amazing how hard it can be some days to focus on find three things. So um, I, but I really enjoy the reflection journal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, and in the reflection journal that, that we created and the reason why we created it is because we wanted it to be something where you're focusing on the wins and in there, like, I, you know, you also like jot down your wins and other things. So like, did I exercise today? If you walked for five minutes, check that box. Like mm-hmm. you made five minutes to walk. Like that's huge. That's a win. I don't care if you didn't run for an hour. It doesn't matter. Like check the box. You did it. You got out there. Uh, you know, it's like there's like there's other like positives in there for you to just say like, yeah, when I look at my day, I actually did, you know, I did focus on like I made that healthy decision for my breakfast that I had been meaning to. And I did do that. That's right. Maybe you splurged at lunch. Okay, cool. It's all about moderation. Don't beat yourself up over that. You made a good decision for breakfast. Mm -hmm. Cool. Check that box. So we've got like a couple of like our big ticket items in there for like, you know, overall health, diet, nutrition, um, is like a big part of it. Exercise is a big part of it. Meditation is a big part of it. And so and all like, of those are long-term, like all of long-term. those are the long-term things that are going to help you reduce your stress. So it overall is, you know, kind of building that big picture, kind of building, making some little small changes in all areas. Mm-hmm. And counting the wins when you have them, instead of like, I didn't do enough, so I'm not going to count it. It's a win. If you did one thing in that category, it's a win. Check that box. 
Today, I had this win. And so the more you focus on your small wins, you're going to realize over time, well, dang, like I, I did okay today. I mean, there's so many times where I like, I'm good to bed. I'm so tired. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like what did I even accomplish today? And I open it up and I'll think back. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. Hmm. Not true. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, boom, I close that. I am out, like out cold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Helps with sleep. Versus me like ruminating of like, oh, I meant mm-hmm. to do this or I meant to do that. Or da, 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 da. Like if I just boom, reframe that literally takes me, I don't know, anywhere from 60 seconds to five minutes, depending on how much I'm struggling that day. But like (laughs) those 60 seconds to five minutes, if that can equate to multiple good REM cycles of sleep, like, yeah, that is like time well spent. Mm -hmm. And I've built it into my routine. It's cyclic. I'm expecting it. And you can go back, which is really cool and look back at your pages and realize, oh my goodness, look how far I've come in two months. Like I was struggling to do just like this one thing. And now like, that's just normal for me. Now I'm on to something else. And you realize the growth that's happened because it's written down and it's visible. It's tangible. You can touch it. So, mm-hmm. yes. Um, and we'll have the link for that, the gratitude journal in the episode description as well. So in case you're interested in looking into it or just have a piece of paper and write it down, doesn't matter. Either way is beneficial. Um, And then to kind of wrap up the last few things. And, you know, we already touched on exercise, like getting out and exercising, adding that to um, a daily part of your life. And with exercise comes along, like getting out in nature as well. Um, So uh, whether that be gardening, hiking, you know, things like that, that is all included. Um, I know Jess, you said meditation, that is also a good long-term thing. And then two others that I think are great for long-term is, um, as long as they're healthy social activities, um, being around those that are important to you and going out adventure and trying new things. Um, and then also, um, enjoying hobbies, um, whether that be playing a musical instrument, um, sewing, knitting, gardening, um, there's so many like hobbies out there. It does not have to be sports related. does not have to be exercise related. Reading, um, is another thing, you know, things like that. Um, Those are all just great long-term to kind of help decrease that stress. So you can get all those benefits of decreasing stress um, and just feel so much more positive, lighter, um, happier, I think, ultimately. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, using like knowing like each of these are beneficial. There's tons of evidence on meditation. So you could do guided meditation. There's like there's information on like free guided meditations on um, on YouTube. Uh, The other thing with being a Two Gals member is that we have an app now. And so in the app, we have a lot of this kind of made easy for you, meaning we've got exercise, uh, like workout routines that are kind of pre-done for you. We've got an exercise library. So it makes it easy to incorporate exercise in your day-to-day life. Um, You also have a whole aspect of, uh, you know, just like mindfulness, meditation, you know, things like that. So like, it's just really easy to say, oh, you know what? I want to try that guided meditation. So, you know, that's accessible right there in the app. Uh, there's recipe examples in there. So different types of recipes. Mm-hmm. If you're like really working on nutrition and eating, you know, whole food diet and trying to make sure that you're not bombarding your system with uh, lots of processed foods and things that we know are going to just not digest well. They're not going to, 
you know, you're not going to get the same brain function, things like that. So um, just making sure that we're supporting our members with how can they really implement some of this strategically, but efficiently and easily. And so all that's available in our app, which you can find uh, the information for that at www.2-gals.com and uh, click on the membership tab and it'll be in there. We'll also link it in the episode description below. But I know sometimes when I'm listening to a podcast, I don't necessarily, I'm sweaty and running. I can't, you know, but I can, <laughs> if you tell me, I can hear it and, and remember it. Um, So just, uh, you know, think about like just strategies for implementing it and time blocking and just putting it in there of like, okay, here's what I value. Here's what helps me time block that into your schedule so that you're not like, well, I'm going to run and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And I'm going to do that. And I'm going to do that. And then you look at your schedule and you're like, okay, well, that doesn't work. Uh, so the time blocking will help you realize what is actually sustainable. So what helps you the most and put those in and block that time and mm-hmm. then it will happen. It won't happen just because you want it to. That's that's the inconsistency. And that's what happens with so many things that we try and implement. It's like we don't time block it into our schedule. Um, so, and then um, last thing I want to touch on is if you are having more significant difficulty with stress and you're really having a hard time handling it and some of these strategies don't work for you or you've already tried them and it's getting out of control, like seek mental health counseling. Like this is what they do. I love mental health counselors. They're specifically trained in all of this. Uh, so a, an easy resource resource is psychologytoday.com. And you can look up a bunch of different um, mental health counselors uh, that might be in your area. They take your insurance. They don't take your insurance, all that kind of stuff. So psychologytoday.com. And I think um, another really good one is like better health, betterhealth.com. Yeah, and they do a lot of online type stuff too. So if you're not ready to go to someone in person. Um, you know, I think that one, I've heard really good things about that one as well. Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, don't hesitate to follow us on social media. You know, we're trying to put stuff out there on a pretty regular basis. I think pretty much daily, we've got new stuff out there, uh, Facebook and Instagram, and we have a closed Facebook group as well. So that way we kind of try and get a little bit more, um, more in depth with, with, with that group. And that's just, that's a free group. All right, everybody. Well, I hope that you had so much fun listening about stress. (laughs) (laughs) However, it is a great topic. I think you'll really have good, like, I mean, this is like a return on your investment, your ROI Mm -hmm. for investing in stress management will like increase your health of like pretty much every system of your body. So you'll have much, much better longevity, decreased risk of chronic illness and overall improved day-to-day happiness. So, and Dr. Jess, I think um, a great challenge for this week would be whether you use our reflection journal or just a gratitude journal or a piece of paper is really try to start writing down three things you're grateful for at the end of that day Um, or three wins, whether it's like, hey, I did that five minute walk, just write it down and start. Um, I think a journal is the best place because it is nice to go back. Um, But that's not a challenge for you. Actually, every day, write down three things you're grateful for. Absolutely. All right, everybody, stay tuned. More on stress later this month. (laughs) Bye.